Hi Amy, it's Saturday, January 9th. Um, it's this beautiful morning here in Austin. It's almost 10 o'clock. Um, I was walking and um, recording this letter and then I got out of breath so quickly that I had to go and find a bench. Um, and so um, I'm sitting on this green bench that's uh, dedicated to the fond memory of Maria Leonor Madeira Leitao Lee, um, who was born December 1st, 1961, and passed away August 20th, the day that my daughter was born, um, 2005. Um, I'll explain a little bit later while, why I was so out of breath. Um, but yeah, the Austin weather has been really cool, and I say that as if it's not winter time, and that it's just cold here for a few days, but that's because I don't really know how winter works here. Um, there can be days when it's 30 or 50 degrees, but then it's 70 the next day, or 65 in the afternoons, and I'm picking up Vera from daycare without a jacket, and I guess all this to say that I, I can still feel like an alien here. I was very glad to get your good mood letter. I hope that feeling has continued and I'd love to hear how your days have been spent on the island um, when you've gone back there and um, the things that you're reading and watching. I'm also happy that you're um, feeling more inspired and hopeful than drained from the whole Me Too movement in Turkey. Um, I imagine that it must be really challenging and exhausting at times to have kind of turned into a spokesperson for this new movement and um, I hope it's calmed down in a way that's productive and helpful to others. We may have to wrap up our discussion on disobedience soon, I guess, just not just to not bore anybody else who might be listening, but I can't help um, but mention a few things based on your wonderful rebuttal, rebuttal, uh, rebuttal, rebuttal, uh, which by the way I was so nervous about, I thought you'd hate me for my tired rambling thoughts on the movie, and I still don't know if I can describe the movie as perfect, I'm not sure any movie is perfect for me, but, you know, for uh, one reason or another, but um, uh, I certainly appreciate this movie a lot more now that I've heard your thoughts about it and that we've had the chance to talk about it, and I love how it actually it kind of continues to unfold for me, and there's so many layers to explore, and I guess maybe one way that's a way of describing a perfect movie. But anyway, so yes, another thing I was thinking about is that the role of David, how we both actually expected him to turn violent, made me wonder if it has something to do with our, um, or at least like my expectations of what a lesbian movie should be and what it sh should include. And I'd actually love to talk more about that when we talk about Ammonite, which I watched over the holiday break. Uh, because in that movie there were even more aspects where I kept noticing I was expecting certain things and I've still been kind of trying to figure out why that is. Um, 
so yeah just let me know your thoughts about that movie and we can take it from there and um I, I do totally agree with you, uh, and I was really glad you mentioned it and kind of brought it to my attention that that um, neither world in disobedience, like neither the secular nor the orthodox world, is actually the answer or is favor- favorable, and and it it isn't at all believable, um, not entirely believable when when Ronit says that she's happy. Um, and that actually made me think of how some people view people with kids or how uh, people with kids view others who don't have kids as if either side needs to justify their life choices. Like, I remember feeling that um, I went through this phase with my brother where um, when I was pregnant with Vera, he would always remind me that he wasn't going to have kids. And this was, this was always kind of in relation to when I, whenever I mentioned something about my pregnancy. And I kind of thought it was a little interesting because never, I've never doubted or questioned his choice um, that he's had for many years. And, I, and it, it could also be that he didn't even notice it himself. Um, but he was kind of always reiterating this. And um, I feel as though I've also had the same thing happen with friends who have kids where... They talk about family and the importance of having kids in this kind of like f- almost forceful way, like it almost sounds like a cult or or that they need to like continue to justify their decisions after they've made it. And, you know, it, it, is, it is, you know, it's such a sort of vague feel to walk in where neither side is happy full stop you know and and I think that that's actually why both sides are needed and I'm not entirely sure if that can be applied to religion um, but we can kind of leave that for another letter and uh, I guess the only other thing that I wanted to mention regarding disobedience is that I've also found it very awkward to watch certain sex scenes in lesbian movies um, and even with the kind of overtly um or like overly intense panting and breathing um I, I agree with you it was it was nicely done here in this movie and um the thing that came to mind with the spitting scene was that I was just like thinking that Ronit and Esti must have also done this when they were young um because it did look like you have to be quite coordinated and patient if you spit into someone's mouth like that you know like um Somebody has been practicing, which is all good and cool. And I just thought it was funny that that's kind of like the feeling that came up for me. And I also think it's interesting that people have been outraged about it. Um, kind of curious to understand why. Yeah, so now I've watched Ammonite and I'm happy to talk about it. If you want to continue our analysis in lesbian dramas. Um as for New Year's resolutions, I'm sorry. I think I've, I was maybe the one asking you asking this from you. Um, I don't really know why I care about New Year's resolu- resolutions. I mean, I don't really care that much about it, but I do like the feeling of kind of fresh beginnings in January, and I am always kind of curious how people kind of view the years that have passed and kind of like how they look ahead and. Um, 
for some reason I had this kind of weirdly similar feeling last October when it comes to fresh beginnings. So I'm also kind of trying to learn what aspects I need in order to bring that feeling back because for me I do find it kind of invigorating and it helps me get a nice perspective on things that have passed and things that are ahead. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing the swimming phobia with me it, it was kind of interesting that you mentioned it because I have also had a similar feeling about swimming um where I'm I know how to swim but I'm not very good at it and um I think it comes from this incident that happened when I was young where um I can't remember what how old I was but it was definitely kind of like beginning of taking swim lessons um, at school and I remember the instructor like you would have to like swim these laps and you had like you had like your arm hooked into um, into this like um, kind of pole that the instructor was holding just for safety and I just remember feeling that he that he or she I don't even remember um, who the instructor was like the like I was like pushed down with that pole like underwater and obviously I don't think it was intentional but that's like the one thing that I remember being kind of traumatizing um so for for one reason or another I'm just like not a very good swimmer and um it's bothered me at times but I've kind of managed to go on with just being okay with swimming and so I, I do yeah I think you're New Year's resolution about that is is actually really quite lovely and um, I think it's such a beautiful act and um, and I don't get the feeling that that actually learning to swim needs to be difficult or um, or scary and I've loved those moments I remember during university where I went um, swimming laps at, at the university pool and how much I enjoyed that phase and um, yeah so I, I, I think that's really lovely and I can't wait to hear more about that um, I hope it goes well and it sounds to me that you're you're putting a lot less pressure on yourself to achieve certain things and but then again that you're always like challenging yourself and learning new things which sounds like a healthier approach actually to you know, whether it is like setting up goals or just like, I don't know, it just sounds like a lovelier way to stay curious about things without forcing yourself the idea of, you know, being productive or producing or performing productivity or forcing it. And so these are totally not lame New Year's resolu resolutions. And um, uh, I can't wait to hear more about the introduction to classical music class. Um, I think I've, uh, I'm always jealous of people who kind of get really interested in, and, you know, sometimes even obsessed with like particular subjects and can really delve into it. Cause I'm, I feel like I've always been more of this kind of person who's like a little bit interested in everything, but don't necessarily dive into one thing for a long time. For some reason, I don't have the patience for it, but um, maybe, maybe that will come eventually for something. And I tried to remember what my 
<laughs> New Year's res resolutions were from last year. Um, and even though we didn't share them publicly, um, I think I told you that I wanted to see more art. I wanted to make more art. Um, and I wanted to find my tribe in Austin. And I also wanted to uh, potentially have a second kid. Um, even if, yeah, I don't know if you can call that a New Year's resolution, but um, I do remember saying that to you. And um, yeah, the art visits haven't worked out so well because of COVID. Um, I have made some cool things, which I'm quite proud of. Um, so I'd like to keep making sure I'm making art every once in a while, I'm trying to kind of like think about uh, projects I want to paint and um, frame and sort of like installations that I want to make. Um, as for finding my tribe in Austin, I think that's actually sort of worked out. Um, I mean, it, last year definitely made me realize how difficult it is to, you know, get to know people even without COVID um, or a pandemic uh, taking place. But um, but I also discovered that I don't really necessarily have to have like a whole tribe. Um, and I found a lot of comfort in getting to know a couple of very cool, smart, and interesting women in Austin that I feel like I've gotten a lot closer to last year and since since moving to Austin. And so I do feel, um, yeah, that feels really lovely. And um, yeah, the second baby is on its way. So there's that. Um, that's why uh, I get so easy, easily out of breath. Um, I'm breathing for two these days. As for this new year, um, I'd like to continue thinking and planning and reading and learning about art. I'm reading um, uh, Celia Paul's self-portrait right now. And even though artists don't always make the best writers, I love reading about artists and how they came to do the art that they make. So I'd like to always do that, like always kind of explore um, new artists um, and um, kind of read about both like how they make their work, but also like just like how like a, just about their backgrounds and their careers and um and another thing I really want to get it back into is meditation uh, I did it fairly regularly in New York but it's it have completely dropped it since Vera arrived and um there's this um uh teacher um um writer and and meditation instructor Joseph Goldstein uh, who I'm slightly obsessed with um, and I recently found that these incredible talks that he's given um, on his many retre retreats um, that they've uh, posted on this podcast called the Insight Hour podcast and a kind of goal I guess is like to kind of plow through all of them during this year and um and, and, and they're just like so great. Like he was one of the first Americans who introduced the Vipanasa Buddhist meditation to Westerners. 
I think this was back in the sort of early 70s and I really love his approach because he's so smart but delivers it um, through so much warmth and humor and uh, like all of like all of his talks are often sort of he's like quoting uh, mathematicians and poets and artists and and other uh, other Buddhists and teachers that he's had over the years and I feel like it's it's just it's it's just absolutely always like a pleasure to listen to him so um and then I, I guess like also that's connected to wanting to exercise um because more this year because uh I, I really lost that last year um during the pandemic and I kept sort of like thinking like why am I so depressed all the time and it's because I never leave the house and um and yeah it, it just sort of like it kind of spiraled into this uh yeah into this way that I I, I just wasn't it just didn't make anybody happy and nobody around me either and I, I I think it would just even even if it's if you, even if it just manifests itself as like going for a walk around the neighborhood um I just want to get moving a little bit more so I guess I'm I have a few resolutions but I'm leaving them very vague um just because for the fear of not knowing what this year has installed for me otherwise things I've been watching um i've watched sound of metal uh which i highly recommend and, and really um i'd love to talk to you about that um if you ever end up watching it um yeah it was just like an incredible performance by riz ahmed uh but also the entire cast is um is uh really great and just sort of like the way it's shot um and the sound uh, and the silences in the in the movies it was super interesting to me and I also watched Kajillionaire uh, which I thought was okay and kind of left me with this like weird icky depressed feeling so I'm not too sure if I have much to say about it but um, if you end up watching it uh, do let me know what you think um, but you <laughs> you definitely have to tell me uh, why you're learning Swedish uh, that was like the best cliffhanger you've ever left me with in a letter um, and for some reason the first thing that came to mind was that maybe it has to do with Tuve Jansson but uh, yeah either way let me know I'd be happy to help in any way um, to keep you going maybe there's some um, kids books I can recommend or just like other texts like poetry even and yeah, just, uh, I'm so curious to hear more, so, um, otherwise, yeah, there was this kind of weird and intense thing that happened to me this week with my parents, um, I'm not entirely sure if I'm, if I can talk about it, um, they're just, like, sort of in the process of moving to Hungary, which means that they're, um, clearing out, uh, our house, my house or like the childhood house in Sweden and they're trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff and um that means that they want to get rid of some of my stuff or they just want to know what to do with it and they've been really great in like wanting to 
ship things over. Uh, but like, it was strange because I very vividly remember, but perhaps falsely, to be honest, um, that last time I was in my hometown, I went through all of my stuff and I, at least I, yeah, I thought I labeled everything, you know, that I wanted to keep and thought I labeled everything that they, I was happy for them to throw out. And I'd like, like, like put, put them in the attic in like a specific way so they could just like, they know, they would know exactly which boxes to ship to me and which ones they could just throw out. So for some reason that, you know, I'm not going to blame, blame them because they, again, they have been very helpful with this. Um, all of that was just like muddled together and (laughs) we ended up having this like hour video call where they went through all of my stuff we had to take a break because it was just too much and it was so emotionally taxing because uh you know not just like it was like this like long distance like Marie Kondo bullshit where my dad is like showing showing me all of the books that I I still had and I have to you know say yes or no to like whether or not I want to keep this like um edition of Sylvia Plath or this you know the full collection of poems of Edna St. Vincent Millay and uh or like you know whatever like Welbeck and Thompson and whatever stuff I was like reading back then as a teenager and it's it's like it was was, I didn't think it I thought it would be easier but it was just like so difficult because obviously like in the one hand it was sort of like I wanted to keep some of the stuff just not necessarily that I would reread some of these books but just to have as like a memory or it's like a cool addition and then other stuff you know other stuff I like I wanted him to throw away and then my mom in the background is like are you sure you want to throw this away like it's your report card or it's like your essay about dinosaurs or like it's I don't know some kind of uh you know school magazine I was published in when I was like I don't know 15 or whatever I don't know it just turned into this like really weird situation where they're all like my dad is like rushing through this stuff and my mom is like getting attached to all of my little knickknacks and then I get attached to all of my little knickknacks and then they're they're also like rummaging through like sort of semi-private teenage like notes that I made as a teenager and I, I, I don't know it's sorry now I'm like just rambling about it but I'm still kind of processing it because <laughs> it's yeah it's just I'm just sort of thinking about like what it means to leave all of that stuff behind and what it means to bring some of it back, what it means to save some of those things and what it means to reconnect with them or be reminded of some of these things. Like even, even if I don't remember like some of the books that my dad was showing that, you know, I had read as a teenager, I, I so very vividly remember when I read them, like what emotional state I was in, if I was dating anybody at the time, or who were my who were my closest friends at that time, and so that was. I'm just still kind of going through those emotions, um, and let's see, like 
which of those um yeah which of those boxes and letters and photos will make their way to austin so um i should get going thank you so much for your last letter um and happy one year anniversary to to our um, correspondence um i'm really excited um and happy that we've been um doing this and just like that we you know keep trying to make this work and it's just it, it yeah it keeps me going and um oh i have to stop otherwise i'm gonna get emotional um but uh yeah thank you so much for doing this with me um i hope we'll just keep doing it and that the world won't cave under us completely so we can keep talking about lesbian dramas and other movies and books that we like or or don't like and and other things that are going on in our lives i love you so much can't wait to hear from you take care bye